Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Burlap Podcast. Uh, some great news. We have some ebooks that are underway that are going to continue to help you build uh, your skill as a leader of millennials. And, uh, and so those are going to be coming out this summer. Uh, also, continue to be uh, subscribing and uh, connecting with us on Facebook and, and Twitter and, uh, and signing up for uh, our, our newsletter. Uh, we have a great ebook that's already out called Understanding Millennials, and you can get that for free by going over to thinkburlap.com and signing up for the ebook. And if there is anything specifically that we can do for you in the area of training, uh, consulting, or even a conversation, don't hesitate to contact us at the address info at thinkburlap.com. Burlap Podcast. Welcome back to the Burlap Podcast. My name is Paul Sheneman. I'm the host of the Burlap Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about um, interruptions to engagement with millennials. So moving from uh, doing ministry as an interruption into life versus uh, engagement with millennials. And today we have uh, a pastor to millennials, a young adult pastor that's joining us. Uh, Billy, could you tell people a little bit about yourself this morning? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, Paul. Uh, my name's Billy Byther. I'm the young adults pastor at Wichita First Church of the Nazarene in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I've been here three and a half years now and uh, ministering to people in their 20s, millennials, uh, mostly in their 20s. We, I always joke, we don't check ID at the door uh, when you come <laughs> to church. So uh, it, it's been a challenge. It's been very interesting. Uh, I was previously a sports writer for a newspaper in Augusta, Georgia, and then uh, had a call to ministry. And so I left that career and, and became a full-time young adults pastor. It's, it's been challenging. It's been a blessing. Uh, it's been quite a ride. Yeah, yeah. And out in the Kansas area, you guys uh, have, uh, in terms of sports, you guys had a kind of a, a great season last year with the Kansas City Royals. That's right. Yeah, it is fun. out here, you know, college basketball reigns in, in the state oh, of Kansas. Yeah. So, that, you know, that's the big thing, and, and it's, there's good basketball out here every year. But, yeah, the Royals decided to, to get pretty good here in the past few years, and that's been entertaining to watch. Uh, so, Billy, can you describe some of the context uh, that, that you're in in terms of uh, the community and, uh, and some kind of kind of important points uh, in connecting with young adults and particularly millennials in your community? Yeah, sure. Uh, especially in, in Wichita, it's a larger city or, or large for the region, I guess. It's the largest city in Kansas, but, uh, you know, uh, it, there's, it's still not a massive city. But we've mm-hmm. got Wichita State University, which is in town. It's not near our church. Um, uh, my church is downtown or, or close to downtown. Um, with with many of our church members living in the suburbs and then coming into downtown for church. And so that presents some of its own blessings and challenges, I, I guess. Uh, there are also a few other colleges in town, um, Friends University, uh, uh, Newman University, that, that are a little bit smaller uh, but still um, you know, have, an, have a presence in the community. Uh, and then Wichita, Wichita is, is a place where people from all over Kansas 
come in, especially young people, they come in. It's a good place to find work. Uh, we are the, the air capital of the, the U.S., so to speak, where you know, we've got a lot of uh, the airline industry here. And so you, you, you'll get engineers here and pilots and those kinds of things. So um, there is a pretty good atmosphere for millennials here in town. Mm-hmm. So that's been uh, a nice draw for the city. And then that's where our church has come in and wanted to reach them, wanted to minister to them. So when I came three and a half years ago, our church actually created the position of a young adults pastor, hoping to be able to target and, and reach these people in the community. Now, did they have a community of young adults and they decided, hey, there is this group here, so we need to you know, care for the needs of this, this group that's already here, plus we want to reach out? Or was it basically saying, hey, we recognize that this is a part of our community that we're not reaching, and we want to reach out to them, so we're going to, you know, we're going to make an effort, and one of those things is we're going to put somebody into a position um, that can, can focus on that ministry and start it up and reach that, that age group. Well, which one of those two was it? Yeah, well, probably a little, little of both, I guess. There, there uh-huh. was you know, the, the church lifetimers, the ones who had grown up in the church um, and, and had kind of stuck around and, um, you know, maybe had, had gotten married in the church or started to have kids. And, and so there was a young couple's uh, Sunday school class that met, and, and they, were, they were doing okay. There was also kind of a miscellaneous slash everybody else uh, for young adults that included college and, and uh, maybe some careers, some singles, that kind of thing. Um, but they were just the ones who had always been at the church. And, and so uh, I think our church was recognizing uh, we're not necessarily bringing in new people from this age group, and we know they're out there. So we, we want to reach mm-hmm. uh, these, these people uh, more than just the ones who have grown up in our church, uh, which is good to minister to them as well. Um, so, so there was a challenge in deciding, okay, and a lot of churches go through this. You have a, a wonderful nursery and, and children's program and, and youth group, but then what, <laughs> you know, uh, right. as, as uh, you graduate high school, now what's for me here at church? And right. um, if there's nothing, and not, not saying you have to create a youth group 2.0 or anything, you don't want to do that, but um, there, there are some good reasons you may want to, you know, have specific ministries set up for a college group or a young adults group now to mm-hmm. help keep them engaged within the community of the church. Now, you said not to set up a you know, youth group 2.0, uh, and so has that been intentional by, uh, by your church to, to not do that, um, to have the things that are offered for young adults and the ministry to them be more of uh, a connection to the whole life of the church? Yeah, that's so important, Paul. It's, for, for me, especially when I was coming in and wanted to establish different ministries and different things, for young adults, the last thing you want to do is just, I don't know, extend adolescence to where, okay, yeah. there's still not going to assume any responsibility for anything going on in the church. Just, I need something else to minister to me and to feed me all the time. That's not the message we wanted uh, mm-hmm. for millennials. And I don't think millennials want that either. Um, but you have to be careful when you start any kind of ministry group. The last thing you want to do is is take a ministry group, whether it's young adults or, uh, say, a biker ministry or, you know, I mean, whatever uh, segment mm-hmm. you may want to target, you don't want to take that group and say, okay, go over here in the corner of the campus or in the corner of the church building 
do your little thing and isolate yourself. And uh, you can say you meet here at our church, but never be involved in the church. You don't want that. What we're looking for are, are ways to uh, engage young adults in the life of the church, but also kind of teach the church how to uh, be engaged in the life of young adults. You know, there, it's a yeah. mutant, something that's mutually beneficial for everyone, and you don't get that by taking young adults and isolating them from the rest of the church. Yeah, yeah. And so you bring up uh, and start to bring up the, the topic for today uh, is, is about really engagement uh, with millennials as, as kind of the way to, to reach them. And, uh, and so we had some correspondence um, before we got on the, this podcast, and, uh, and one of the things that you had mentioned was the busyness of uh, millennials, specifically in your community. What are some of those things that uh, keep millennials busy and, and how they could perceive church as just an interruption to that? Yeah, and that's, you know, we live in a world now where not just young adults, but everyone, there's, there's so much out there that wants your attention. So many, so many voices, so many mm-hmm. things, even advertisements that want to grab your attention. And I, I think churches are a part of that. Churches have um, a higher calling for that. They have a, a good, authentic reason to want your attention, whereas some just want to advertise to you or want to sell to you or whatever. Um, yeah. But every, everyone's trying to grab your attention, um, and, and millennials uh, certainly fall into that. And millennials have grown up being, being advertised to their whole lives, so they can they can sniff out anything that's not authentic, you know, yeah. uh, not genuine. So um, you got to ask yourself as, as a church if you want to um, to have millennials be a part of your congregation and be a part of your church. Are you uh, asking? them to interrupt their lives to come be a part of your church or is your church going to be one that's going to help um, help them engage in ways that already go along with the way they're living their lives and and that's not to say um, to changing morals or ethics or standards or anything like that but to think in terms of, of, of ways of okay am I am I really disrupting life for them now or am I helping them fulfill callings that maybe they have in their lives, um, especially for younger, you know, for, say, college students or right out of college. You have to remember, uh, for young adults, they're in a time in their lives now where they are in entry-level positions in work, you know, whether it's part-time or full-time jobs. And a lot of those times, they don't get to say when they go to work. Their boss tells them, here's when you're going to work. Um, and if you want the hours to work, if you want to earn enough money to pay the bill, you're going to have to work at this time. And so, um, unfortunately for millennials, their schedule is not always something that they can control. So um, you, you want to be creative in ways that, that uh, is not so demanding on you. If, if you want to be a part of our church, you have to be here at this, this specific time on this specific, specific day of the week. There may be uh, reasons where you would want to offer multiple times and dates for uh, ministry opportunities, whether it's worship or discipleship or service opportunities. Uh, those need to be to be in there to be able to be maybe a little bit more flexible, and that's that's a way you can do that. You can be flexible. You don't have to change the gospel message at all. You're not changing what you preach or believe, but you're being a little bit more accommodating to uh, the millennial schedule. Yeah, yeah. Now, I could see that from a perspective of a young adult pastor or people who are engaged in ministering and trying to reach millennials as being something that they would buy into quickly and say, yeah, absolutely. You know, we need to connect with where they're already at. But 
the reality is we're also in a you know in, in churches and congregations that aren't uh, all engaged in reaching millennials. The people in the the, the church aren't uh, doing it. How do you get people, the rest of the congregation uh, within a church, to to really see um, the way that we're engaging millennials is just as valuable as them attending uh, worship on Sunday morning. Like this counts as discipleship. This is as valuable as your time. You know, uh, how do you get them to kind of understand that and to, you know, celebrate that and to uh, and to embrace that? Well, I, you know, I think it probably starts with relationship building. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. with with putting not just a label as okay, these this, here's here's your millennials and labeling them that way, but but introducing, you know, this is. You don't walk up to someone to a, uh, an older member of the congregation and, and say, "Hey, here's a millennial. Let me introduce you to it." You say, "No, he, right. here's, here's Tom. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, uh-huh. here's Ethan, and 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 let me introduce you. Let's talk and and kind of as they share a story or start to understand it. You know, people will start to remember. Oh, I remember when I was that age, and and things were certainly different back then. But uh, there there are a lot of things that are the same. Um, when it comes to career aspirations or relationship issues. And, you know, when you're in your twenties, man, it, even if you're living a hundred percent perfectly according to God's will, which is difficult as it is uh, sometimes you've got to make decisions on your career, on relationships, on family, on education. It's so difficult. And, and we just, you don't want millennials to have to do that alone. If, if they could go through uh, life when they have to make those difficult decisions and have a community of believers to help support them and back them up while they're earnestly seeking God's will for their lives, man, that, that's you're setting a whole new generation up to succeed. And I, I think anyone can be a part of helping millennials make those decisions, uh, anybody of any age, and allowing someone to come alongside a millennial and do that. There's fulfillment there. There's a purpose there. There's a um, a ministry calling there for some people and, and just helping them understand uh, that place. And that's what the church is all about is, is going through life together. Yeah. Yeah. Now in terms of what your church specifically does in engaging millennials where they're at um, and, uh, and focusing more on the, the ministry and the efforts to reach millennials as on engagement, like what's a couple of things that you guys do um, to uh, to emphasize that or to to reflect that value versus just you know throwing a program out there and say hey come do it and it's the only thing we got going and so yeah you know there's a few as we look at you know is is this an interruption church or is this an engagement church <laughs> are you asking uh-huh. millennials to interrupt their lives or to come and engage in the church um, you know one thing and this may sound minor but it makes me think is you know how does how does um, how do you interact when it comes to your smartphone or your your mm-hmm. tablet on even on a Sunday morning? Um, if 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 your church is set up to where you expect uh, someone in the service to turn their phone off um, on a Sunday morning, what you're doing is you're asking a millennial to interrupt their life. That you're because that's an important thing. Uh, in fact, you're probably saying to a millennial, "Hey, stop the world! You know, for for the next two hours, stop the world." Uh-huh. Um, because you're interrupting life or, and, and I, and I get that you don't want dis- distractions. You don't want 
uh, people sitting on their phone and playing Angry Birds or Words with Friends or whatever. I probably sound a little bit old. That's probably not what <laughs> millennials are doing today these days with their phones. But you, you don't want someone being distracted on their phone. But there are ways uh, to, to be engaged in a Sunday morning worship service even using social media or using the phone during that time, uh, we use the, the Uversion Bible app, which is a really popular application and extremely useful for a variety of, of, of ways, even on a Sunday morning, uh, mm-hmm. where our, our senior pastor, as he's preaching, he will have his notes listed um, in the Uversion app. So you can go and look at his sermon notes and follow along that way. A few references. Um, uh, an article or a story or a video or something, a link to that is, is on that U version uh, in, in those notes as well. Um, we, we, our pastor preaches in sermon series. We'll, we use hashtags sometimes. So uh, uh-huh. we just wrapped up a sermon series on Noah, um, and the hashtag was him again, as in you can see God at work once again in, in this story and in this life. What are examples you have? of God working in your life and you see something happen and you think, oh, that's him again. That's God again. So we used mm-hmm. hashtag him again and encouraged our congregation, even during the worship service, if you think of an example, throw that up on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Use the hashtag mm-hmm. him again. And we got some really cool stories out of that engagement uh, that allowed people they didn't even have to be there specifically in the service. Now, many of them were, but they were able to engage um, in the message that morning uh, by using a hashtag, which was really cool. It, it, but if you, if you require everyone to turn their phones off and put them down, then uh, there's no engagement anymore uh, online and, 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 and being able to share stories, share testimonies like that. And, I, and I'll tell you this, if you're worried about turning phones off, you, you're worried um, if, if young adults are using their phones in service, you're worried a phone might go off or something. Mm-hmm. Think to the times when a phone has, has rung or, or – gone off in a worship service, who is it? Is that a millennial whose phone is going off? Or is it, is it an older pro- person who doesn't know how to use that phone? Um, <laughs> it, it's, millennials know how to use their phone. They know how to silence their, the, the phone, mm-hmm. put it on vibrate or whatever. It's the ones who don't know how to use the phone, or they're going off during the service. But um, yeah, I, I think that's just one more example of ways in which we can think in, in ways of engagement rather than interrupting the life of millennials. Yeah, yeah. Now, is there a particular aspect of millennial life, whether it's uh, marriage or work or health, um, that your church uh, intentionally tries to engage millennials in, um, and you've created, you know, ministry opportunities in that specific area of their of their life? Yeah, I, I think millennials they, they love. Uh, service with purpose, you know. Okay. Um, and, and so they're they're not going to really be get excited with um, opportunities to serve if it, it doesn't seem meaningful or if it doesn't um, really impact the community around them. Um, uh-huh. And so if if we want to ask people, hey, would you come uh, decorate the church for Christmas on a Sunday night? And we in the past have put up fourteen. Christmas trees around the church, and we're going to do that again, and we need you to, you know, using millennials as hard labor like that, as unskilled labor, um, uh-huh. that, that's not going to draw a big crowd. That's not going to be very appealing. But if we say and we're, we're actually about to do this uh, later on this month, um, if we say, hey, we're going to get together, we're, and we're going to pack bags 
uh, supply bags for the homeless. And uh, what we're going to do is we have Ziploc bags and we're going to stuff toothpaste and um, peanut butter crackers and bottle of water and, you know, some first aid things or, or whatever, put that in a bag. And then we're going to go distribute that downtown. And also we're going to give you five more to just throw in your car. And any time in the summer that you come across someone in need, you've got a bag right there you can hand out. Um, that's millennials. They see that oh, that makes yeah. a difference in their community. And that's something, one, it's not difficult to get, you know, those small supplies. You can go out, you can uh, go ask hotels to donate things or go ask businesses to donate or just go to the dollar store and pick up a few things. You can donate or you can give your time and you can come back, pack the bags, and you can help out uh, by distributing them as well. That, that makes a difference and it, it en- engages people because they know okay, this isn't just busy work. This isn't just so we feel good. This is actually going to make an impact in someone's life. Yeah, yeah. That's a great uh, great way to engage with purpose, uh, so giving them opportunities to use their gifts and talents, but then also equipping them to you know, to do that out away from the church too. Uh, that's, wow, yeah, thanks. Yeah, and, um, and also to add, to add to that, I think – that's another way where it's not just millennials doing it. Uh, you know, anyone can come into the church and help pack a bag. You know, that, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an intergenerational thing. So you yeah. can get kids involved if, if uh, you know, if, if they've got small kids, that, you know, they can come along and participate or, you know, an older couple can come in. And, um, you know, that's just one more way. Um, not only can, would it appeal to millennials to come in and, and be a part of a, a ministry and a, and a service opportunity, but also can come in and work alongside someone in the church, a longtime member, or, or someone they maybe wouldn't otherwise get to know in the church. And that's part of being, being a part of that community, which I think is uh, needed uh, in the millennial generation. Yeah, yeah. Well, Billy, thanks for uh, being on today. And if there are uh, some ways that people could get a hold of you um, outside of you know contacting us, do you have like a Twitter account, a handle that you use, a Facebook account that people could go to and, and connect with you? Yeah, uh, we, our website is thrivewichita.com. Um, okay. And, uh, and that's a good one. And, well, well, and thrivewichita.org, we're there too. Thrivewichita.org, I guess. Um, yeah. And then um, I'm just I'm online at at Thrive Wichita um, is, a, is an easy one to find, and uh, we're posting updates. and I'd, I'd love to hear from people who um, have some great ideas of how to engage millennials or have some some ways in which they, they've learned lessons because you know something hasn't gone right. Uh, you can certainly learn from mistakes and learn from from things that haven't worked as well. Um, I'm always up for for conversations on how to reach millennials, how to engage them, uh, how to be uh, engagers rather than interrupters. 